Welcome to Stuck in My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E-Wise, and I have a very special guest on today. He's an actor, writer, director, producer. He's also a Brooklyn-born guy, so he's one of my guys. Welcome to the show, Thomas Churchill. What's going hey, on, Thomas? Doing, Wise? I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well. Good, good. Good to hear that. So you have a, a couple of projects in the works. You also... you. I've seen some of your movies actually. I, I was I was looking I was looking at your IMB and I was like, oh, I saw that movie. I saw that one as well. I saw that. So I've seen quite a few of your movies. So no, I hope good. you liked them. Oh, no, they were pretty good. I, I did enjoy them. If you didn't, just say yeah, yeah, I liked them. No, I, no, I, I, no, I did enjoy them. I was like uh, some of the, some of the action ones you did, and then some of the horror movies I, I saw. But yeah, for the most part, I enjoyed most of the movies I I I, I did see. Well, being a New Yorker to another New Yorker, you know, I mean, if you didn't like them, it's, it's cool. You can tell me. <laughs> no, I did. Uh, Actually, I, I did honestly see some of the movies in that. I, I'm, I'm a mo- I like movies. I just like movies. And even it doesn't have to be a big budget movie. I've, I grew up watching movies like Maniac Cop and, oh, and, and um, Reanimator. And, classics. And, and, yeah. So stuff like so I enjoy those B type movies as well as the big budget movies. So I, I enjoy movies. So when I do, I don't. It doesn't really matter the budget of the movie. If it's a good movie, it's a good movie to me. Mm, thank you, thank you. Uh, I, uh, I, I, every project I've done, whether it was a, a higher budget or a low budget film, we, we always uh, attack it the same way. You know, um, basically everything's always with quality and story and acting, and. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, if, if if an audience is going to spend their money watching the film, you want to give them something good to watch and something good to uh, hear. Because, you know, uh, audio is very important, as you know, yeah. being in this audio business as well. Um, you know, it's uh, it's good stuff. But, yeah, I, I uh, we have a newest film that just came out, actually, uh Last Tuesday through Lionsgate, a film called The Amityville Harvest. Uh, it's available on every streaming platform, uh, cable, on demand, uh, in Redbox, in stores, on shelves, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, worldwide. People, you know, I'm getting some great feedback from it. Um, people are really enjoying it. So it, it's kind of cool. And then uh, it's the first. Um, I want to say first studio film that we've we've done something for for Lionsgate, so I'm I'm very happy uh, uh, with that. Oh, that's awesome! Awesome. The Amity is it anything like the Amityville horror movies back of back in the day? And so it is. Is it it in that universe? It's in the same universe. Okay, awesome. Uh, In fact, I just read um, that uh, we are the twelfth film in canon. Uh, for the Amityville universe. I mean, there's a lot of Amityville movies that popped up, but being uh, part and being accepted to be part of that universe, uh, to me, makes it really uh, special. 
You know, I mean, when you go in to do a film, you, you're not thinking about the outcome. You're thinking about, you know, day by day, let me get this scene done. Let me get this day done. Uh, let me get this page done. Let me get this script done. And then when you're in the editing room, you know, let me cut it and all. And then the way it comes out, you pass it on to um, our uh, distributors and, and, and they were uh, fortunate, you know, grateful. I'm grateful for uh, doing some projects for Hollywood Media Bridge. Um, Philip Goldfine and Ben Dang uh, were my producers on this film and they took it to the next level for me. And uh, I'm very, very grateful for everything that's been, uh, this project's been bringing me so far. And plus Lionsgate, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't. I yeah, mean, that's it's, Lionsgate is, is is a big is it's a big deal, man. They're they're, they're well known. They're, they're an established uh, movie com- moving production company. So that's a big yeah. deal for you, man. I, I, I listen, man. Congratulations, uh, the m- most successful on their movie, man. Because coming from Bushwick, you know, yeah, playing, you know, wanted to you have the dream to come out to Hollywood, and then here I am living living the dream and living in Hollywood making a film for Lionsgate. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, like what I'm, I, I feel grateful and I'm blessed. This is what kids like us from, from those, from the, the hoods that we come from and the communities that we come from. These are dreams that we, we dream as little kids, but mm-hmm. we don't really believe that they're going to happen to us. We don't, some of us don't, but some of us do believe it and, and, and strive for it. And, and you, did that you you believed you you can make it out there you went out there and look at you now you you're doing a movie for Lionsgate well I, I believe everybody uh has something inside them uh, have their dream and you know the the one thing advice uh life advice I can give to people listening is any dream that you have no matter what it is it's not it 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 it's not like it can happen you can make it happen. You know, you can will it to happen. You can manifest it to happen. You just got to believe in your dream. You got to believe in you and you got to believe in what's going to the course. And if you set the course, if you set on the course and you dream it and think it and believe it, you're going to receive it. The only time people never really accomplish their dreams uh, from, from, from what they had as a child is uh, life. Life throws curveballs at you and every time life throws a curveball at you you got to learn you got to know how to duck catch it toss it back and keep moving because you know a famous line from the rocky balboa movie it's not how life it's not how hard life hits you it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving and that's really a philosophy that has so been in me since uh since a, a child, you know, I mean, I had jobs that people made careers out of growing up and, uh, you know, you just have to believe completely believe in who you are. And of course there's going to be naysayers out there and there's going to be people telling you, ah, yeah, that dream, you're never going to get it. Or it's too hard. Go get a, go think of something better. Go get a real job. Yada, 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 yada. But you got to just listen to that voice inside of you. And, and push and push and push, and you'll get it. You know, everything is there for everybody. Oh no, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm I'm big. I'm a big believer in manifestation and everything. And since I've switched my my mindset and everything, good positive things have happened. Like I, I, my my podcast is is picking up, and 
and I'm getting some amazing guests on like you. And, and, and it's just been me finding what I'm passionate about and me finding what I wanted to do. And, and this is something I didn't know I had inside. This is, I didn't know I had a voice where people would be interested to listening to me. And it, it, I just, during the pandemic, I was furloughed from work. And I just started recording, and I had I had equipment that I had purchased a year prior that I was just had in the house that I didn't use, and I just started recording, and and it just took off, and I've, my my numbers reflect on how much I've improved from that first recording to now. That's beautiful, man. Oh man, it's amazing. This God is bless. fun. Oh, this is this is fun. And from this, I've I've started uh, doing a uh, started a production company. We're launching a um, a radio station, so it's so many awesome. different th- it's so many different things that have come from this, and and I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to do do entertainment. I want to entertain people and put out good content and and just stuff. There's so much negative stuff out there. I just want to put stuff out there that people can enjoy and have a good time. And we need people like you. We need people like you that's going to spread the positive uh, message. We need people like you that'll make platforms for people like myself. Uh, we need people like you that's going to, you know, make another great radio station that could end up being, you know, uh, maybe maybe serious as uh, competition. So, you know, from... Again, there is nothing out there that you can't do. No, you're absolutely, and it's great because I'm doing it with uh, with some some friends and some family, and we're all best. and we're all we all share the vision. It's like since I've flipped my mindset and, and maintained it to more, towards more of a positive mindset, where I believe in what I'm doing. And every morning I wake up, I take my first ten, my first fifteen twenty minutes to just sit down and, and just reflect on what my day is going to be like. And that's how my day ends up being. So I try to do that every. I, I wake up every morning at the same time. I'll hop in the shower. I'll come out, sit down here, and just sit here for 15 minutes by myself in total silence and just think and just meditate in, in a form where I'm just I'm planning. I'm mapping out my day and I'm mapping out what I'm I'm gonna do and get done in that throughout that whole day. Yeah, and and at the same time, you're also reflecting, I'm sure, on uh, gratitude of everything that you got and where you came from. I mean, the first thing I do, I get woken up. I I set my alarm every morning, but my alarm has become my dog. My dog wakes me up every morning without without a a beat between 6 a.m. and 6.30 a.m. And every time I open my eyes, he's the first thing I see. And the first thing I say is thank you, Lord, for giving me another day. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, any day, Tony Montana said it best, any day above ground is always a good day. Yeah, it is. You it's, know? I, I, I know this firsthand. I, I've experienced a lot. Of, I'm sure everybody's experienced a lot of loss in their life. So it, I know how precious life is. I know how you need to, just even recently with one of our podcasters, his his wife passed away all suddenly. It was out of nowhere. So, we know the how precious life can be. Mm-hmm. We know that people can. Is, you're not guaranteed tomorrow, so no. you need to enjoy every day to the fullest. You need to go out if you have something you want to accomplish, get it done, do it. Just so that way you don't have any regrets. That's right. My condolences to your friend and your your partners uh, on the passing of their wife. Oh no! Yeah, it was it was it was sudden. We just we, we was we was just all waiting. We was just. 
don't know. We just saw a message on on the network, and it was like, yeah, my wife passed. Away. Like what? Like, and I and I know how it feels because I lost I lost my first wife at thirty one to a car accident. I'm sorry, and, man. And so you never know. So I know how it feels. I know how he felt to just lose your best friend suddenly. Mm-hmm. So everybody was like, "Yo, what should we do?" I said, "The best thing you can do is just give him time. He'll come back, and he'll when he's ready to talk to us, he'll talk to us." And and he has he has reached out to people, and so again, it's the only thing we can do is just be there and support him, and and just have his back. What you got to do? Yeah. Everybody grieves a different way. Uh, my I just lost my mother um, in in this past August. Um, she was battling cancer for. Uh, um, about four years, and um, you know, at first she she beat it, she beat it, and then it came back. But you know, what's funny is when she was first diagnosed, the doctors uh, told my family that uh, um, she may make another few months. She may may maybe make a year. I was blessed to have my mom for four more years. Um, there's not a day that goes by that I don't miss her. Uh, we share the same birthday. Um, I learned how to grieve is I, I dove my, I dove into work. Um, we shot two films back to back and I've been busy, uh, getting ready to launch my podcast, uh, coming back to the, uh, the network, uh, not, uh, coming back to the airwaves again and been, you know, writing scripts for various people and upcoming projects. People, people deal with it differently. You know, some people like to be around everyone. Um, others, uh, they, they, they grieve their own way. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a process and people have to go through it. Uh, I've been talking to my mom every day since I left my house, uh, at 21, which was what, two years ago. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I called her every day. Um, so at times I still find myself, you know, ready to pick up the phone, but I have a lot of messages that my mom happened to left me from, you know, not getting the phone in time and she leaves a voice message. Yeah. So I find myself listening to that and, uh, it's painful, but it's, uh, it's a good thing. No, you know, it, it, it's, it's like, I, I, she's in a better place as, and, and, of I, course. and so, so it's just, again, I, everybody grieves differently. And like I told them, we just have to be there to support him, and that's true. And just and just be there, and when he's ready, he'll talk to us and love and support, man. Yeah, uh, that's all. You know, good friends, family is forever, man. Uh, whether it's I, I look at it as my 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 entire family's back east in New York. Um, I have a lot of family in Texas and all across the country, but the people I I've do business with um, are my, my my business partners. Um, they're, they're my family. Uh, I, I see them more than I see anybody else back home. Family doesn't have to be blood, yeah, uh, but family is always, you know, loyalty is always family. Uh, and again, I, I live by three words. Family is forever. You know, it's, it's I got a tattoo of it. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, no, it's, it's, true, it's so true. But it's true. Like it's, I have friends that I've known, all my life they're not we're not even blood but they're family to me because that's right i've known them all my life and i know if i ever needed something from them they would help me out regardless and then i've had friends that i've met within the last few years that i've grown close to that are their family also because 
we've shared moments and shared times and and I know they have my back. So it's like again, like you said, it's not always blood. It's you mm-hmm. didn't blood ne- doesn't necessarily make you family. There's people I look at that's in my circle that I don't even look at them as friends. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see my friendship anymore. I see family. Yeah. You know, and I know that if something happened to them or they needed me, I would be there, you know, and vice versa. If I needed them, they're here, you know. Um, when my mom passed, uh, the outpour that I had on social media and uh, and and my close business partners and my close friendship with other people, it made me realize just you're not alone in this world. Sometimes you feel like, you know, the world is against you or you got bills or whatever. The tide is high and you, you're trying to, you know, stay above water to float, uh, you know, past bills. Yeah. But then the, the greatest thing in the world wise is through thick and thin. When you see those same people shoulder to shoulder with you, that's special. Yeah. That is family. Yeah. When the people, sometimes there's people you really count on and you're looking forward to uh, being with them for a particular moment and they don't have the time. Or you call them and they send you the voicemail and then they'll call you when they want to on their schedule. That's not really friends. Those are acquaintances. And I have a lot of them that at times you always think like, oh, yeah, I mean, I grew up with these people. Yeah, they're my they're my. I know them a long time. No, it's not the case. A friend and family is a person that you call, and if you hit their answer machine, you'll get them five minutes later. They're going to contact you back, or they'll answer you, or they'll text you, or there's a response right away. That's how important you are in someone's life. And at, at my age, uh, you know, I'm pushing 97. No, I'm <laughs> at, at my age, as I get older and I get wiser wise, <laughs> I, I learned a lot where everything that was important to me yesterday, it's not important to me no more. What's important to me now is family. And the people I choose to work with, my production companies, um, the people that make my films with me, we went through many people that if they come to work and they feel like, you know, their work, their drama, their talk, you know, ah, you know, uh, this movie, blah, 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 they're gone. And then we replace them and then we find that right fit. I've been working with the same group of people for the last seven projects and in Hollywood, that's, that's, you know, people come and go. But when you find those people that are your family and you like doing the same thing and you're making great projects together, whether it's, whether it's in my case, it's filmmaking, but it could be anything. It could be, uh, you know, just going out for a cigar, going out for a podcast, going out for a movie or going out to that same restaurant. But when you got time and you're spending it with those people, it doesn't feel like there's time. Uh, it's work. Yeah. You, it's a bunch of people that love each other. That's making something special. And again, I've been I, I've been blessed with the producing team that I have, you know, Philip Goldfine and, and, and Ben Dang and Alex Zorich Hunt and and Erica Steele. I mean, all these people have been very, very good to me. Uh, my other business partner, who's been my DP for the last, God, 10 projects, uh, David M. Parks, 
um, I don't see these people as people anymore. It's family, you know, and that's what's that's what's really important to me when I'm doing a project. It's the connecting, the the chemistry. Um, there's no there's no drama. Yeah, no. There's nobody's it's, yelling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all the, everybody's on the same wavelengths. Everybody's everybody's on the same mindset. Everybody's believing in the project, going the same way. And I, and I feel I feel you because I'm I'm meeting people that I'm collaborating with that don't think exactly like me, but their 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 thought process is similar to mine, and their ideas are similar to mine. So we're able to, we're e- it's easier for us to collaborate because right. we kind of share the same vision. And when right. you share when you share the same vision, it's so much fun and it's so much easier. Cause then it's exciting. It, yeah, so that everybody's just everybody's just putting in their input and it's just so much input and so much creative forces working together. Right. It's just an amazing project. My uh I worked with an actor on two different movies. Um an actor named Scott Rowe. He he's in a movie called Big Freaking Rat, and he's in a movie I just did that I can't I can't release the title yet. He's worked with Clint Eastwood. Now, I'm not comparing myself to Clint Eastwood, even though Clint Eastwood is a legend. But he said to me, what he he worked with Clint twice or three times, and he said to me, every time I'm doing something, he says, you remind me so much of Clint. I said, really? He says, your mannerisms, the way you talk to your crew, the way you, you, you get the movie going, the way your crew is around you, he says, it's so much Clint Eastwood. And... Man, I I I, uh, I took that as one of the biggest compliments somebody ever gave me, you know. Besides somebody saying, "Oh man, I like your hair." I said, oh, "Thanks." <laughs> no, uh, so I mean, he's it's when you when you get things when you get the levels where it's again family and you're you're doing what you love to do and the people around you are enjoying themselves as well. And they're coming to work and can't wait to work with you or heard the good things about you. And they're coming on set and they want to work with you. It's special. It's a special event. And everybody that helped me along the way, I had great people that I may not be on eye to eye with, but I appreciate them. Uh, I appreciate everything that people taught me. I appreciate every opportunity that's been given to me. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for uh, uh, man- old managers and agents that I used to have. And I'm grateful for what they taught me and the learning lessons that I had along the way. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm living in, a, in, in good skin now, you know? Yeah, and 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 me for me, I'm still learning. I'm still growing, and and that's yeah, yeah. And it's I'm I'm like soaking up as much information as I can. Like the last couple of days, me and my nephew been focusing on getting the licensing for the radio station. I know I can't deal it, do it. Also, I'm like, yo, here, take care. This is your project. You need to do this, and right. I delegate it to him, and and he and he's loving it because he's doing something. He's he found something that like. He he's he was been, he's working right now at a job where he's not happy at. No one's happy doing the jobs, and I'm like, so then we need right. to start. We need to create this and become our own bosses and and stop right. relying on other people to 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 pay us. Like we need to go out there and and set 
our worth and set what we are what we think we're worth and our value and and let's go out there and just do this these and start these um this the production company and the radio station and he's just he's ready to go he's gun ho he's like yeah I'm like he knows this is something he wants to set a legacy up for his son he wants to be but able to that's it's beautiful that's beautiful so it's and then me I have I have my grandsons here that. I want them to be like, look at my pop up, look what he's doing, and and it's so many different things that like drive me to become the best that I like. I said, I my goal is to become one of the best podcasters. That's my goal, and you can do it, and you're gonna do it because you know why? That's your goal. That's your goal. That's your focus, and you just you just put in your nephew, in your grandkids, something that they're gonna see that. It's, it's, there's work involved, but it's not hard. The one thing that everybody is always afraid of is failure. And the one thing that people are always, another thing they're afraid of is the unknown. But if you ever take a leap of fate and know and listen to that voice inside of you, and, and you do it, and it's telling you to do it. Hey, do this, do this, do this. That's something that's inside of you telling you to do things that you need to focus and listen to. A lot of the time, we don't listen to those little voices because we're getting those voices are being shadowed by bills, by by uh, the, 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 the rabbit uh, race yeah, that we're and in. And they say it's people like, oh, no, you don't, you don't why, why, why would you want to quit your job? Why would right, you want to leave your job right. and, not, and not be still? Because I think it's time for me to um, build me. I'm tired of, I'm tired of building, yes. I'm tired of uh, uh, making other people wealthy when, um, when I can focus on myself and and help my family um, get in a better position, I've been I've been wanting to do movies. Uh, my first acting gig, I was seven years old. I tried out for a big Hollywood movie in New York, and uh, I was the top five uh, running for it in New York. And uh, that was the bug that I wanted. I wanted to be entertaining ever since my first two movies as a child that I saw King Kong and star Wars. When I saw those movies, I wanted to be in that screen and my parents, the great thing they were, they were working, you know, blue collar family that, that, uh, you know, busted their butt for their kids and stuff like that. But they gave me the opportunities to go out on auditions to see if I liked it. At 17 years old, I, com- I, I convinced my dad to buy me this video camera. At, at that age, those video cameras were expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I made my first movie at 17. Um, didn't know what I was doing. I was just mainly doing it to showcase me being an actor. But I fell in love with the process of storytelling. And I know that's what I wanted to do. I had jobs along the way that people made careers over. I, I was an operations dire- uh, director, operations manager in pharmaceutical companies for a long time. I've ran production lines. I've had 150 plus people work for me. I, I've done painting houses, uh, painting mansions. I worked for a boar's head at one time. I did carpentry. I did jobs 
that people spent their life as careers. But I wasn't happy because I knew in my heart of hearts and my gut, my stomach and my heart that I wanted to be in the entertainment world. Every relationship that I was in always told me the same thing. Give it up. You know, you're, you're going to, I had the ultimatum, me or the movie business. And, and I told one, I was doing movies since I was a kid. So if you're not going to stick around and support, you know, not support me, but support my vision, passion, yeah. then you're not the right person for me. So there's a lot of sacrifices when you're following your heart and following your dream. There's you're going to miss weddings. You're going to miss funerals. You're going to miss parties. You're going to miss functions yeah. because you're going to be dedicated to building who you are. But I guarantee you, I guarantee once you build who you are and you got what you want up and running, oh boy, you're going to love it because you are you. You are your own boss. You are doing your own content. You are giving out. You're entertaining. You're teaching. You're touching people through stories, through, in your case, through podcasts. You're entertaining everyone. Uh, my, I, I want to spread the word about how people can do it. And... You know, if I can do it, you can do it. If, if this person can do it, they can do it. I've been to so many seminars back in the day, and I'm listening to people. And, you know, we never follow what they say because we're always trying to hold on to that safety. You're, you're net. absolutely right. It's like I've, I've been self-developing since 2005, right? Right. It's 2020 now, and now is when I really started sitting down and implementing those things. That's right. That I was you, learning. you got to. You got it, to. It, it was like I, I was holding myself back. I was I was afraid. Again, I was afraid. Fear is an ass kicker. Fear fear of, of failure will make you not go out and go out and try to achieve what you truly want to achieve. Yeah, and what I decided to do was kick fear straight in the mouth and and do this and like you know what that's right you're a brooklyn guy like, yeah, that's I'm what not, we I'm do like, i'm not i'm not gonna let this home I'm, t I'm tired of fear holding me back and letting me and not letting me do what i truly feel like i know i can do this and 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 i've been and i've been grinding now it's just been putting out content putting out content and just going and people are like oh man you just you just I was like listen if i truly want truly want to be successful in this i can't have do this once a month I have to put out content regularly so people can start listening and and I can grow a following and and that's the only way people have to see you want it. Like my that's wife, right. my wife is so supportive of me because she sees that I'm passionate about it. She's that's never important. seen she's never seen me passionate about any like there's certain things she knows I love like the Yankees and stuff like that. But I've I've never had a passion like. I have this passion. Like this is what she sees a different fire in me when I do this. When I'm well, that's 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 great. And you found someone that's really supportive. You know, I had someone that I was in a relationship with for a good amount of years. They weren't supportive. Um, they told me to pack it up, get rid of it. You know, it hasn't happened. This was in two thousand nine. Um, I was going through. I realized the person I was with is not the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And I decided to make a change for me. 
you know, and I was told, ah, you know, give it up, you know, and I was making movies my whole career, my whole life. I was always, I always had like a day, well, as they call it, the day job, and I was making movies on, on the side, on, uh, you know, on vacations and, and, and weekends and holidays. I was always making content for me. And this one person kept telling me to give it up, pack it up, you know, you're not good enough, blah, 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 nobody's going to want it, blah, 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 blah. I packed it up. But I didn't pack it up. I packed her up, and I decided that I had enough of the negativity. I had enough of living uh, with someone that I wasn't truly happy with because I wasn't making me happy. When you can't make yourself happy, nobody's going to make you happy. So I decided that, you know what, in 2009, I had an opportunity to come out to California to go shoot a spec pilot for a – uh, reality show. Now the reality show didn't really go anywhere, but I got introduced to the executive producer who saw what I was doing and liked what I did. And he asked me what was next for me. And I said, well, I have this little movie I'd like to get off the ground. The man ended up saying, let's do it. He financed my film. I, on 2009 is when I say my career truly started in 2009. I've been doing this since I'm a kid. I've been making movies since I'm 17. But in 2009, my professional life started. I walked away from pharmaceuticals, from being an operations manager for pharmaceuticals to a big company, making great money, benefits, healthcare, uh, 501k, 401k, 501, I'm, I'm raising the money. Um, everything you can think of, I walked away from it to follow who I was. I cut out, I, I got rid of the girl I was with. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, those cigars. Uh, I, I got rid of the person I was with because it wasn't healthy for me. I grabbed my dog, packed my truck, and I drove cross country. I've been in California since 2009. In 11 years, 12 years, I made 15 films. 15 films, done the very, uh, various acting gigs, uh, been in a bunch of movies, done my radio show, met a lot of people, met a lot of celebrities and directed Academy Award nominees, Emmy Award winners, um, met my mentor, uh, Phil Goldfine, who is a pretty much a living legend. Uh, he's a Emmy winner, Oscar winner, uh, Tony winner, um, the only thing he doesn't have yet is a golden glo- uh, is is a globe or uh, a Grammy, but he'll have it. And I I learned the business aspect, and I realize if you don't make yourself happy and you don't follow, you got to get rid of a safety net. Once you get rid of a safety net, whatever that safety net is, whether it's a business, whether it's a job, whether it's family, whether it's a crutch, whatever you're holding on, knowing that you'll do this on the side. And then the one thing that, oh, my God, when you stop saying it, it is so liberating. Excuse me a minute. (coughs) Sorry. When you start, when people say, well, you know, I want to do this, but, you know, if it doesn't work out, I always have this to fall back on. Don't say that. 
because all you're doing is shooting yourself in the foot and you're giving yourself, you're not giving yourself that fair chance to jump off that ledge and do it. I'm, because I'm, what's the most thing that can happen wise as we're kids? What happens when we walk and when we're, when we're starting to walk, what do we do? We fall. Yeah. Then what do we do? We get okay. ourselves right back up. So you got to fall once or twice to realize, okay, I'm not going to do that. This is what I'm going to do. I have to do it this way. And life is all about challenges and opportunities. And if you manifest everything you want to do, I believe in this. And people, people are like, ah, oh, you're crazy. You know, no, you will it. If you want something bad enough, you set your goal and you go for it. Yeah. And that will come to you as I am sitting here living proof of it. Yeah, no, me, me and a, me and another Brooklyn guy had this. When, uh, me and one of my high school friends, he is one. He, he if he's not the top realtor in Brooklyn, he's 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 top three. That's awesome. And, but he, we had an awesome. Kind of, I had him on my show because I wanted I wanted people to see that he's he, he's a regular kid from Brooklyn. Uh, we we went to the same high school. We, I'm saying, and we're we're applying similar course, but he's doing his in real in realty, and I'm doing mine's entertainment field. But we both have the same mindset that we set our goals, we manifest what we want to create, and it was an amazing conversation. It was such a great conversation. Another friend of ours from high school sent me a message, and she was like, "You guys inspired me to go into business for myself." She said, "Listening, listening to you guys." Talk about how y'all building y'all companies and building y'all business and building your brand made me realize that I'm helping someone else build their brand. And but what I truly want to do is build my brand. And y'all just inspired me to do it. So right. come November first, she'll be she'll be licensed to ha- her own business and what she's and what she's doing. And it's amazing. It's like that. That to me was humbling it is like yo it just made me like like wow i I touched someone and i helped someone realize what they truly want to do that's what we're here for people don't realize um we're here for everybody's purpose is different everybody has a little program in them what they're meant to do on this planet and the minute you get to do what you need to do it's not about um, what you want to do. It's the mission that was given to you. If you want to get all spiritual, um, I believe that you're here for a purpose. Everybody's here for a purpose. Yes. To populate and be, yeah, according to whoever, but once you do what you need to do and you touch someone else and the life, uh, it might be one minute in time that you your live 80 years for one minute, maybe that person needed to talk somebody off uh, from, from not killing themselves. Maybe that was the only person. You know, uh, an old man on a park bench and he sees, uh, there's a story, uh, this is a true story. Uh, a guy I used to know, um, he made a little short film about it. But uh, he pulled up, he felt his wife was cheating on him. And he, he lived in the uh, upstate New York and he was, uh, he pulled up at the house where she was cheating on him and he was prepared to kill her 
and the person she was with. He opened up his glove compartment. He grabbed his gun that he had, and he was prepared. He was he was in that mindset that he was going to go, and he was going to kill these two people. <coughs> then there was a knock on his window, his car window. He turned around, and it was this person asking him for help. Their car broke down down the road. And he said, I can't help you. I'm sorry. And he says, please, my, my wife and family is in the car. I need some help. And he says, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't help you. I can't help you. I'm in the middle of something. So the person on the other side of the window said, you look like you're about to do something that you can't ever fix. I wouldn't do it. Think about it. So he's looking at him. He's like, what? And he goes, just, just, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be, sunshine on a dark day. And he says, can you help me? And he says, no, I'm sorry. I still can't help you. So the guy says, okay, just listen to what I said. And he walked away. So the man thought for a minute, he looked down at the gun. He looked in the rear view mirror. He saw the guy walking away and he takes the gun. He takes a moment. He looks back at his wife, his, the house where he was going to do. And he puts the gun in back in the glove compartment. He opened his door to go help the guy. There was no car. There was no guy. There was nothing. There was nobody behind him. There was no car parked, nothing. That was a spirit or an angel, whatever you want to call it, a message from the guy upstairs saying, don't think about that now. Tomorrow is, you're in a dark day. Tomorrow there'll be light. And that's how people got to think with everything. We're here to help people. We're here to set goals for people to work. Maybe it's yourself. You know, maybe, uh, you know, I look at it as I did something for my family, even though a lot of them are not in the business. Uh, but one of the things, if I left this world tomorrow, I want people to understand one thing. Sometimes I get emotional saying this is everything's not hard. If you set your mind and go for it and your goal and go for it, you can do it. Don't take no for an answer. You know, I mean, take no, obviously in uh, different topics, you take no for an answer, but always be persistent in what you want. The one person who put me on this track, and you're a New York guy. Uh, I was brought up a New York Mets fan because I came from Queens as well. But I, in the 90s, I, liked, I started liking the Yankees as well because most of the ex-Mets that I grew up with. Strawberry, Strawberry, good in. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. But I remember I played for a little league team, St. Matthias Baseball. Uh, in Ridgewood, New York. And uh, we had an award dinner for, you know, we were all getting trophies that night. And our special guest was John Stearns, number 12, catcher for the New York Mets. And I remember he was giving us some pep talks and everything else. But at, at, at that moment, I always wanted, I was starting, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to go into that field. And he's talking on the stage to all these kids and their fathers and their parents and all. But at one point in the stage, he's looking out, talking to the audience, and then he looked right at me, and he said, 
no matter how many times people are going to tell you no, if it's something you truly want, you set your goal and go for it because it would be for you and it'll be yours for the taking. You said whatever you want in life, you can get. And he looked back out and started talking to everybody else. That sentence that he said to me, I felt like that was the big guy upstairs using him to tell me, go do it. And there's many people along the way because you get sidetracked. You get sidetracked in life. And there was many people along the way that, like I was a wind-up toy. You know, you wind up the toy and he walks into the wall, they can't move. And then you pick them and you move them. There was many people that turned, you know, put me back on track, put me back on track. And those people, I'm so forever grateful. I'm grateful for everybody in my life. I have different mentors in different life, in different stages of my life that, at that point of my life, I needed their guidance. I needed their help right. to, to whatever it was that I was doing. So right. I have mentors in all types of fields. I have mentors in the fast food industry. I have mentors in the sales industry. I have mentors in the life insurance industry. And all these different jobs that I have, I've learned from different people. And now I'm def- I'm, I'm learning from people in, in, in podcasting. Like There's people that have been doing this for years that... I've connected with and they're they're talking to me and and helping me out and and then I return and do the favor to someone else who's, who's starting their own podcast like right. if they ask me a question and then I have the answer I'll, I'll help them out because that's how I feel like I I need to help people. This so, is your calling. Yeah. So I, I, I'm it's good stuff, I, man. I'm, I'm having a great time doing this, man. This is this is why I do this to talk to people like you and and have them see that. We're just regular people, and but who are who are like you say manifesting our dreams into reality, and right. people need to real. That's why I put out the content is so that people can see that it's just regular people doing it. It's, right. it's not. We're not. We're not. I, I'm. 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 Well, we're special, but. I mean, we're, we're regular people. We're just regular people. Like Everybody's they are. special. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's special in their way well, of yeah. doing things. But, I'm just, uh, but I mean, but I, I, I just, get your point yeah. where, you know, you're, you're, we're here, regular people giving regular advice for the people that want to take it. Yeah. You know, the one thing I try to help out people as well is when you've lived and went a certain road road in this business. And when you see people starting off and you're trying to guide them to say, Hey, don't go down this road. You know, this is what's going to happen. And they're like, they don't want to listen. And they go down that road and they hit that same bump. <coughs> and then they say to you, well, I wish you would have told me, well, you know, I, I did, but you know, you sometimes, uh, pride, you know, screws with you. You know, and then sometimes, uh, and it's another, it, that's another thing from another film is uh, Pulp Fiction. You know, when you hear pride screwing with you and you're too proud, you're too proud to listen or you're too proud to do this. You're too, pride sometimes has to take a back seat because it, life always is driving that car. There's a great expression that, that I, I always find comical and it's so true that says, Man plans, God laughs. <laughs> you know, unless unless you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, where everything is in sync, where 
you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be you. You and I are supposed to be right here at right now Have at this time, yes. talking to each other. Yeah. Not because it was scheduled, but it was the conversation that's yeah. happening. Yeah, we're talking about other things than probably what you wanted to really talk to me about. <laughs> no, but, uh, honestly, no, honestly, no. That's why when people are like, do you script your show? No, because this is why I don't script it conversations like this like yes we're here to promote you and your, and your movie and everything but people are getting to know what kind of person you are right and what kind of and what kind of projects you put you plan on putting out and, and that's what i want i want people to know you into like really this is why i speak to people and have conversation right is so that people can get to know you as a person not as a big not, not as a hollywood director they get to know thomas the person and and realize that he's 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 one of us. That's all I am, man. He's one of I, us. I but am. look at him; he's made, he just made a movie with Lionsgate. What? So yeah. So th- this is why I enjoy it. This is why I'm having such a great time. I can see this. it in your face too. I mean, uh, I know this is uh, audio, so I can I can hear it in your face now. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I, but I, we I, see I, each other. But the, the, <laughs> we see each other. Yes, but it, it's just something that. I love doing. It's just, I can see your your face is very vibrant. It's it's it, it's, it lights it's up. Very, yeah. Yes, it, it, I had this is this is I said this is I'm I've never found something like this. This is just a feeling that I have that I just want to continue and just make be the best that I can be. Right, and and you know, and that's the other thing too is anybody that's listening and you, your 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 uh, fan base and all, or whoever is listening to the show when it's when it's aired, because uh, it's not live right now, right? No, not it's, right it's, now, no. Um, but when they listen to the show, you know, there's going to be someone that we're going to inspire. That's going to maybe they needed that push. They needed to hear, you know, that you can do it. You you know you don't you know. Yeah. The funny thing is we're programmed like, you know, like robots. Uh, and, and there's a, there's a great person out there uh, that I had a pleasure of uh, uh, following and, and doing things is, is uh, Bob Proctor. I love Bob um, Proctor. He is amazing to me. Bob Proctor is amazing. Bob I was Proctor introduced by him by Phil Goldfine. And, and one of the things with Bob Proctor uh, states is that, you have to get past the program that was inside you. Um, just because we're programmed a certain way, we're programmed as kids. Yeah. You know, we're programmed to be afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. We're programmed to, you know, do this. But once you get past that program and unprogram yourself, you're going to see things different. Because what we're doing is we're living off, we're living, well, at the time, we're living our parents. Um, Dreams, yeah. um, life. Yeah, Even well, they, we're yeah. spun off, but we're living whatever they taught us. Don't do that. Don't touch that dish if it's hot. You know, and you're going to touch it because it's you wanted to touch it and it's hot. Um, but where every issue, if you know, with parents or whoever brought us up or whoever, grandparents at times, they will put the, these some fears. In the children, because they were feared about other this things. Is, this is this is the program. This is the programming we have. You go to school, get your education, get a job, retire from that job, and live life. That's no, it. That's it. That's that's that's. that's, that's the, but that's more than that. It's it's more that's than right. that. It, it's way that's more right. than that. It's it's you growing, 
and honestly trying to find out what you are truly passionate about. I, I, I want, I wish everyone could have this feeling that I have when I do this. This is what I want. This is what, this is the feeling that I want everyone to have is this feeling that I have doing this, the feeling you have doing what you do. I want people to enjoy what they do. I wish this feeling upon everyone. Honestly, I wish, I think this world would be a much better place if people did what they truly wanted to do. What they wanted to do. And they have to release the safety net. I remember the day I quit my job and I decided I'm going to do this for a living. I'm going to go after this. And my, my father, you know, God bless his soul. He passed five years ago, but he was able to see me make things of myself. He was able to come to a premiere in New York that we did. He was able to watch films of mine that I directed big actors that he grew up with. He saw, he was able, you know, and, and um, I remember my brother calling me and my older brother calling me and saying, what are you out of your mind? What are you, you know, what are you doing? You know, you're, you're leaving uh, a pharmaceutical job that you had for how, how many years to do what? What are you, crazy? What about this? What about that? What about that? And all I kept thinking was, you know, I'll figure it out. It's going to happen. I'll figure it out. He must have thought I was nuts. But today, he's very proud of me. He's very proud of, you know, I, I get told uh, he'll send me little messages about seeing my film or his friends watch my movie or, you know, I go to functions where he's at and family and they call me Spielberg. You know, it's the little nickname. Hey, Spielberg's here. Oh, he's flying in today. But I'm not, nobody talks about pharmaceuticals no more. Yeah. Now it was, how was it to work with this guy? How was it to work with that guy? You know, um, what is, uh, you know, what's the newest thing you're working on? Yeah. How are you, uh, how is that available? You know, like when my father passed away, my father's biggest actor that he loved, one of his favorite actors before he passed away was Bruce Dern. And he always watched a lot of the Bruce Dern movies and everything else. When I had an opportunity I get a little emotional with this too. When I had an opportunity to direct Bruce Dern in a movie called Nation's Fire, um, I was grateful, very grateful, by the producers uh, that put the movie together that wanted me to do this, by Bruce calling me up and asking me about the script. He read the script. He loved the script. And he said, this character you want me to do, is it based on somebody you know? And I said, yes. It's based on my father, but my father wasn't a biker, but it was everything Bruce Dern's character goes through and talks about my father did for me. And he said, I'm going to, I want to do this movie and I want to make your dad proud. And when he said it to me, I said, you want to know something? You already made my dad proud. He's like, how do you, how do you figure that? I didn't do anything yet. I said, you're playing him. My father, and I, then I told him, my father was one of your biggest fans. He absolutely loved your work. Bruce said, oh, my God, you just, you just touched me. You know, you, you, uh, that's so really nice to hear that. And he says, I'm going to do you justice. And he did. 
Um, he was, uh, you know, became. I'm, I'm friends with Bruce Dern. I mean, who could say that? Uh, I, you know, I, I, we go to have uh, lunch together at times, and and uh, I'm, I was so grateful for getting that opportunity. And it's just a kid from Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, a guy came. I'm from Bushwick. Yeah, Nickelbacker like, and, and Hemrod Street. You I, know? Like one of the first movies I remember growing up seeing, I was taken to the, by my stepdad and my mom, was uh, Superman 2. Mm-hmm. And this year, I, I honestly got to I got to interview Jack O'Halloran, who played uh, uh, the big Kryptonian. Yes. And that, to me, was like, like wow. Like, I, this is one of the first movies I saw in the movie theaters was Superman 2. And I have one of the big, I had the big Kryptonian on my show. Like, wow, I was like, this, and, and, and I said, like I said, I'm a big movie buff. I love movies. So to have him on, like, have him come on and talk, that was like, that was real cool. And then another person I interviewed was, I'm a big wrestling fan. I love wrestling. I had uh, Stevie Ray, who's one half of one of the greatest tag teams. Of all time, who's a, a WWE Hall of Famer, one half of Harlem Heat, right. and to me it was cool because growing up, not many men of color were champions in wrestling like that. So true. for me, it was like wow, I have someone I looked up to on another person I looked up to on my show, and to sit down and conversate and have great conversation with him, like. Who 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 gets to experience that? Like I got to experience right. one of someone I look up to, and have a real decent conversation. Right? Like, wow! Like this, the, 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 those are things I relish and and I and I just like enjoy so much because there's people that I, I grew up looking up to, and I get to meet them and talk to them, and they're regular people, and it's just amazing. When I was a kid. My father used to take me. My father's the one who introduced me to the movies. He wasn't in the entertainment business, but he was a hell of an artist. My father could draw. He was amazing. But um, when I was a kid, he took me to, uh, on, on the weekend, to Central Park Zoo. And he would take me there, uh, you know, if my mom's cleaning the house or she wanted us out of the house or whatever. So my father would spend time. We would go to the zoo or we would go to a movie or we would we would do it. Oh, like, it was always like me and my dad. And I remember being in the Central Park Zoo and my father points a, a gentleman out. And he says, see that guy right there, Tom? That's a movie star. So uh, it was Fred Williamson. Oh, so, yeah, I know Fred Williamson. Uh, Fred yes. DeHammer Williamson. Yeah. So I let go of my dad's hand and I beeline straight over to the seals because that's where it was. And I tugged on Fred's jacket and he looked at me, he goes, hey, little man. And, and I said, how you doing, Mr. Williamson? I want to be a movie star just like you. And he's like, oh, really? He goes, where, where, where's your dad? Where's your folks? Where'd you come from? My father came over. They started talking as a kid. You know, you're already bored because you already talked to the guy. Yeah. And now you go look <laughs> you at the go seal. <laughs> so my father was talking to him. So fast forward. I started when I was doing conventions. We're signing autographs and all. I've done a few conventions where Fred was at and I was at, but I never talked to him yeah. because that's my childhood. We were doing a convention in uh, some place up in Pennsylvania, and Fred happened to be in the green room. 
And I walked into the green room and uh, it was just me and him. And he goes, hey, dog. He goes, what's up, Hammer? And I said, yeah. I said, we actually met. We met about, you know, 30 years ago. He says, what? And I said, yeah. I said, uh, there was a, we were in the Central Park Zoo. You were wearing a jacket that said the last fight. You were walking around and I described who he was with. And he's looking at me and I saw it in his eyes that he was remembering. And he goes, Remember that little kid? He goes, you were a little kid, and you, you were with your dad. And I said, yes. So we talked for a few minutes. Fast forward again. My father passes away, and I wanted to do something in his memory. So I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something to do with the military, because my father was a military guy as well. And so I wrote, produced, and directed Checkpoint. The first person that I wanted to play in that film was Fred Williamson. I wanted Fred to play a character named Chester. Chester is also another name for Charles. Charles was my father's name. Fred Williamson played Chester in my film. So it was full circle. I got introduced to him. I directed him later on in life. And to me, that is where it was a pinch moment where you pinch yourself and said, wow, I'm standing on set directing Fred Williamson, directing Bill Goldberg. Yeah. Directing William Forsythe, directing Kane Hodder, who I watched as a kid as Jason. Jason. Yeah. Directing my friend Chris DeGrotti, who went off to do a bunch of my films and also gave me the opportunity to, to do Nation's Fire. And here I, you know, that's when I realized it was the moment when you, when you say to yourself, I can't believe I'm here. Or how did I get here so quick? But it wasn't quick. I mean, we've been doing this trained a whole life. Uh, so, but that those type of stories where things come full circle is clarity moment to realize that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You, Mr. Wise, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Cause I could see it, the glow in your eyes and your face that you love doing this. And you're going to go on to do amazing things as a podcaster. You're going to go on and be just as big or better more famous, more famous than Howard Stern. Nah, Howard Stern. I don't see Howard Stern. Nah, okay, no, you're absolutely right. But Howard Stern to me is someone that like that that he's a prime example of what you can do. Like he he he's right. a marketing machine. He he marketed himself, and he became the top. He he became the top. But that's but how he, did he do it? He did the work because he started. <laughs> he, to tell he, he, yeah, the truth about yeah, who he was. He put he did in the work. He put in the work, and okay. he and and he showed people like this is who I'm going to be, and this is who I am, and and it was awesome, right. man. So, no, how man, many jobs did he get fired from? <laughs> how many stations did he get fired from? Oh man, who knows? <laughs> Too many to well, count. If you watch the <laughs> private part movie, they, yeah. they go back and tell you. But, uh, you know, he's 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 someone also. He fell, got back up, fell, got back up, fell. Then they tried to break him up with Robin. Yeah. They got rid of her. And then he's like, hey, I can't do this without her. And there you go. Then he exploded. Yeah. It's all about what you believe. You believe 
you'll receive. Yeah, of but course. you gotta believe. You see, you in see, what you, you see how you like. Oh, is it, how, how long is this gonna take? It all depends on how we. It's like we've connected, so it just we've already gone over an hour talking. Like, oh wow! But, but see, but that's because we've just had a great time talking. That's why when people are like, oh, how long you take? I'm like, I don't really, honestly, I can't say because if we have a good conversation, who knows? It can be an hour, it can be a little bit longer. But it, no, it all depends. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Oh no, I appreciate you, man. This has been awesome. I appreciate it. Now I need you to to plug away. Let them know where they can see your movies and uh, where they can find whatever you have awesome. out. Well, uh, I uh, people want to learn more about me. They can go to my website at churchhillproductions.com. Those are three words, churchhillproductions.com. Um, I also, we have another uh, studio called luxangelusstudios.com, which is a full, uh, from startup to packaging, from concept to packaging uh, production company. Um, they can find me on Facebook, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Thomas uh, J. Churchill. Um, if they want, you know, go out and support my newest film called The Amityville Harvest, out now through Lionsgate and Hollywood Media Bridge. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's just in time for Halloween. It's a good horror film. It's getting some great, great people liking it and loving it, and I'm getting great feedback on there. And then uh, if you're a fan of my other work, you know, I mean, I got Nation's Fires out there. They can stream. They can stream Checkpoint. They can watch The Hard Way, which I, I wrote I saw, on Netflix. I saw that. I saw The Hard Way. That's with, uh, 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 he played Spawn. My, uh, man. Michael J. White. Michael J. White, yeah. So, yeah. yes, I saw that. I saw that one. The Hard Way, I saw that one. And there was another one I, I saw. I forgot, but. Checkpoint? I did see Checkpoint. The Goldberg movie, yes. I yeah, enjoyed that one. Yeah. But The Hard Way Thank was you. pretty good. The Hard Way was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Then I got one of my classic films that uh, is actually the one that I started, that I say that started my career professionally, is The Emerging Past, which is streaming on uh, Amazon and about, I don't know, 15 other uh, um, platforms. Uh, I'm a Prime member, so I will be looking out for I'll be, I'll check. I'm going to check these out, and, and I'll, 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 I'll hit you up and let Great. you know. And I got a I got a holiday movie coming out uh, very soon. So just look for all sorts of uh, Thomas Churchill, uh, you know, inst um, things on social media and That's the right. holiday movie is called The Business of Christmas. That's going to be coming out uh, right around Christmas time. So keep a lookout for that. And uh, you know, you want to follow me? Uh, follow me on Instagram. All right, everybody. Thank oh, it was great having you on the t on the show, Tom. It's a pleasure, Thank man. you very, very oh, much. Man. Thank you, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, brother. This, this, we had this. We had to reschedule this because the first time we scheduled, you had to finish production on your movie. And I everything. was in the middle of shooting. Yeah. yeah so, it's, a film that I can't say the name <laughs> yet. <laughs> but it, we finally got together. It was all worth the time and the wait. It was. It, this has been. This has been awesome. I appreciate thank you, you, brother. Uh, anytime you. you, anytime you want to come on and promote any of your projects, hit me up. Like, why? Like, I got something new. I want to come on. So I appreciate on. you, man. Let me, and, let uh, me. Once, once this is all done, send me a link, and I'll drop it everywhere uh, for people to listen. And I'll put it. Uh, I'll also add it to my website so people can always listen to it too. Thank you, brother. I appreciate the support, man. 
Thank you very much. God bless and uh, keep up the great work, man. You're a, you're a, you're you're a, you're a legend. You're gonna be a legend. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I'm from your from your lips to God's ears, man. Definitely. But um, believe me, he's listening. <laughs> but thank you once he, again. He's for, a podcaster guy. He yeah, likes he, it. He like, I'm sure he, he listen. I'm sure he's enjoying everything we, we, we do out yeah. here, man. He even gave you your biggest fan already. It's behind you. What the fan? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my brother. Thank you very, very much. Thank God you, bless. Man. God bless you too, Thank man. You. Be safe. You have a great Thank day. You. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. All right, that was Thomas J. Churchill, man. I appreciate him, man. And you know how it goes. It's time for shout outs. Big shout out to my man Steve Joiner. Steve. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting tired of. Uh, just telling you how much you the man. Big shout outs to um Jesus Paz from the Screaming Chewy Show. Big shout out to Brandy J. Big shout out to Talking Real 1000, uh, Poppy J and King Sace. What's up, boys? Uh, big shout out to my wife, Fina. Love you, baby. And as always, big, big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. Wise is out. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt. Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.